Under the Skin is a sleek and bizarre science fiction story by Michel Faber, a sometimes erotic, sometimes ice-cold portrait of a disfigured alien predator, strategically disfigured as a honey trap for Earthmen who will soon be meat. Her name is Israeli, and she picks up hitchers on the motorways of Scotland, conducting them into castration, mutation, and processing into foodstuff at the behest of a decadent cosmic aristocracy. The book pushes buttons like J.G. Ballard on hits of champagne-spiked estrogen. Through the insect eyes of a huntress in disguise, we are tricked into thinking about where our food comes from and who it used to be, what goes down between males and females, and the potential malevolence of more advanced civilizations. I'm Jason Squamata. Climb into our customized murder mobile. Forget what it means to be human. As Book Circle Online goes... Under the Skin. From the Library of Maria Menunos, this is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. Uh, I am Jason Squamata, here for Book Circle Online uh, to deliver the good words unto thee, here with my enchanting co-hosts, Pat Janowski, Mark Savage, and our very special guest, Kate Finker. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, let's uh, before we uh, we dive into this uh, bold and unsettling work, let's uh, let's do a little round robin. Let's just uh, put our two bits in about what we uh, what we felt was going on here, Mister Savage. Um, what do you want to know? It 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 was it was almost everything I wanted, mm-hmm. and it pulled its punches. I thought, but it was mm-hmm. yeah, fantastic book. Right. Incredible um, setting. Uh-huh. The 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 image of her in the car mm. is one I just wanted to come back to again and again. Right. And he did enough that uh-huh. that with that beautiful image of this mm. um, this surgery afflicted beautiful damaged creature driving a car in the Scottish Highlands is. Is worth reading the book uh-huh. just to see that again and again. I think, and with more and more intensity because yeah. of intervening yeah. stuff, presumably. The pain, the dis- yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um, that is it's worth reading the book for. Right. On. Absolutely. Tremendous. Yeah. Nice. I like that assessment. Um, everything he said. Plus, um, I found I found the book to be a real page turner. Mm-hmm. I just I just sat and read and read and read. It was not something um, I needed to sit and absorb or think too much about. Um, it's a bit of a murder mystery or a social polemic. And so bits of what's actually going <clears throat> going on are revealed as you wade into the story. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a story for me, though. It, I liked that it had a plot while it, while it had these moments in the car with this woman and her human relations with these other humans or so you think um, it was there was there was a mystery to be solved and and um, and I enjoyed that it pulled me through um, again I have some reservations about the book itself but I'm uh, it left me um, very eager to see the film adaptation mm, indeed indeed Kate. I was really right with this book up to about page 49. 49. Page 49, everybody. And, mm-hmm. and it was, and I started getting suspicious once the Vodsels got, you know, the word started getting dropped, you know, uh-huh. and once the allegory started getting <sighs> thick and simplistic. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> then, uh-huh. there were I experienced this book on audiobook, and I don't know if it would have made a big oh, a big hmm. difference. But and actually, it was narrated amazingly. That yeah. was one thing I could say. The narrator was I thought she was incredibly entertaining, doing all of the men's accents and everything. So yeah. I, it's not it's not wasn't a poor quality audiobook, that's for sure. But there were strange. Like I thought the only reason I'm actually bringing that part up, and just actually. To tell you full disclosure, because we're confessing here, mm, yes. I didn't only read the audiobook. I went back and forth between audiobook and hard copy. Uh-huh. I did both, and I okay. experienced, and I, um, yeah, I overlapped in some places. Anyway, I thought there was something wrong with my audiobook because it was repeating almost verbatim 
about like section 10 or something like that, that was, was repeating part of the text. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was repeating stuff that we had almost heard exactly word for word way earlier in the book. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the only time that things were... Re- that was just the most flagrant time. But, but, but didn't, didn't you feel like that had, like, an emotional intent? Like, to me, when that part came up, mm. it's like she's had all these emotional experiences. She's shunting them aside because she's getting back. This is what she does. It's this like is what she she's does. mentally putting herself back in the place where she has at the begin. She is at the beginning of the book where you Trying feel like this has been going herself. on forever. Right. Also, uh, you guys, before we go any further, um, I want to jump in here and ask uh, the fans, the Book Circle Online, fans, you who are circular and bookish, uh, you are listening to us on iTunes, please please, please rate and comment on our podcasts and uh, be brutally honest or shamelessly rhapsodic, sing our praises that's that's cool if we're doing it for you and uh, yes tell us what you need how we can uh, make this a more complete and beautiful experience for you um, and uh, if you're listening on YouTube, please do the same. Uh, we love getting your comments, and uh, they they help us out immensely. They help us uh, refine our craft as we uh, as we try to immerse ourselves more completely in the beautiful world of books. Um, and in addition to commenting, if you could please tell a friend or fifty friends about us. Um, and uh, if we're covering a book that you think uh, they're into or might be into or uh, have read and loved and, uh, you know, or just if they want to uh, to enjoy uh, people tripping out on the miracle that is literature, um, we do this because we love books and uh, we uh, we want to see that primal form of, uh, of narrative ink blotches on the page becoming tapestries of hallucination in the mind um, and uh, stories that uh, thrill our souls and save our lives. We want to keep that rolling. So uh, if you feel the same way, then uh, tell a friend, spread the word. Uh, it all helps, believe me. Now, now enough of my rambling. Um, getting back to Under the Skin. Uh, Kate, I believe you had oh, something yeah, else the, to say. Um, the social polemic that Pat mentioned, it had some some interesting subtleties I felt that were in, that were intriguing and appreciated because it would be easy for it to be pretty um again I'm sort of at a loss for words mm-hmm. <laughs> but it had some interesting subtleties to it mm-hmm. that I appreciated and yeah the lead the female lead was incredibly compelling and unusual and special yeah, yeah. and we're inveigled into deep intimacy with her. And, um, right from the get-go. Right from the get-go. And and we can feel that there are these sideways things happening around the edges of this grim, yeah. intense, mm-hmm. you know, um, ritualistic scenario of picking up these hitchhikers. But, you know, but the mind wanders, oh, she's a serial killer, like what? But the suggestions of uh, physical deformity and her mm-hmm. kind of just barely holding on to the most basic social interactions, just the creepingness as the intimacy builds, also the alienness of this character is getting exposed. I found that was um, a dynamic that I I have not encountered before, except in fits and starts in other works of Mm -hmm. science fiction. And there was something so sleek and J.G. Ballard sci-fi about this to me that, uh, you know, that just that, as, as you said, the core image is girl in car, yeah. Um, on uh, on the highway. Um, and that it could elude, it could have this social polemic aspect um, without, uh, without being at all um, heavy-handed about it. Even though you have characters in the story who are railing against the kind of dynamic that we're seeing, this kind of earth as slaughterhouse. Yeah, there's, there's no character in the book who seems completely happy with how uh, things are. Right, yeah. Which is much like... Um, you would think any society in any book or in any society that we live mm-hmm. you're surrounded by people who are um, maybe just going along with it yeah because this is how it is yeah. that, that's one thing I liked about um, Isley's interactions with the other men mm-hmm. and I, you know they're not men the other aliens uh-huh. on the farm 
Right. Under the farm. Under the farm. Mm -hmm. They're, um, they're, they're content in their ignorance, really. Mm -hmm. But, but, but no one seems, no one is, there's something really grim and stark about it. Well, they're drawn really, um, miserable they they seem very miserable which is why the scottish but, highlands are the perfect setting for oh, all of this because it's 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 desolate and beautiful and yeah. empty um well it is in this i mean this is a diagram of it's abstracted into alienness but i mean it, it's a model of how the food industry works you know yeah, yeah at one point i remarked now. i put yeah. the book down and i said well this is obviously a vegetarian polemic which yeah. it isn't exactly. Yeah. That's not just what it's... It's not only right. talking about that. And the author is not vegetarian. Right. Um, really? Uh, you know that? Yes. I'd be, in the review that woman. you sent me. Um, or a woman. Or a woman. Yeah. In the review that you sent me, many people uh, uh, had remarked uh. that, well, he must be a vegetarian. Right. The, huh. the, uh, and no... As a vegetarian, I found a lot of the that uh, to be a little bit tedious. A lot of the discussion of the meat, the the practicalities of how they made human beings, mm. um, which they call volsets. What do they call them, Kate? They're what we know as human. It's a little confusing to talk about what we know as human beings on Earth. You and I, and everyone listening to this podcast are referred to as vaudsels right. in the book. Whereas Vodsels. these aliens that are would appear to be some kind of alien animal, some kind of mammal, an alien mammal, they refer to themselves as humans. Human. So in the book, they are humans, yes. and humans are vaudsels. And, and, they, okay. and they, they feel like they have more in common with, with the four-legged creatures on our planet than they so do. So what do they look like? Cabin. Because yes. I thought they looked like dogs. I thought they were... Um, well, they had four equal legs, yeah, like a dog, but but taller and and slimmer yeah. in the leg. Dogs and, have slim legs, and but with four hands. Yeah, like she described the fingers of her feet, of which her is feet. a great description early on. Yeah, I saw yeah. them as kind of um, spin, spindly lemur wolf cats. I don't go with the lemur, but the wolf uh, cat, I'm totally on right. board with. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. I, I felt because they have that thing where they like rest on their tail, so yeah. they can be, uh -huh. you know, oh, there's your lemur. By uh -huh. yeah, yeah. I, I, I retract my rejection of uh, your no, lemur. Oh, yeah. Thank you, my lemur is <laughs> very it's happy a, to be accepted Italy has her tail removed. Yes. She has her. her her teats removed, removed and replaced with silicon implants. Well, and, th and that's when when her when her deformity is because that's this abiding question while she's on the hunt and she's just this, you know, like um, there's just something like '80s malevolent eurythmics <laughs> about the idea of this woman whose bits are not quite fitting together, but with all the accoutrements of glamour, mm -hmm. you know, but kind of rudely pasted together in this, in this car, you know, just, just hunting up some men. At, at certain points, know? it yeah. seems like they've given her, they've given her breasts yeah. Yeah. and that's enough for her to pass as a woman. Right. Yeah. It's a real indictment uh -huh. of the men that she picks up yeah. because you get, you get one of the devices I really enjoyed was every hitchhiker that she picks up, you have yeah. a little paragraph right, right, right. that is uh, there in a monologue. Right, yeah. except the psychopath, you just get one sentence. One sentence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's That's like, all we need. I always, uh -huh. I get him in the gut or I get him in the forehead. And uh -huh. so like, oh my God, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, how does yeah. he get him? You never find right. out. She doesn't mention finding a gun on him or a knife. Right. Um, and so maybe, he's, I don't know. Well, what he's, he's playing with the knife. He has the knife, right? Oh, like, is he? My bad. Okay, right, yes. I forgot that detail. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He gets her on the side. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. But they do, I mean, they, a, a lot of these guys kind of like blur together in, in my in my head. And yeah. and that's, yeah. you know, I mean, and, they, and we do get these little moments with them, these interior moments. But, you know, I, I, I found myself, you know, like throughout, well, more and more, but throughout um, identifying with her hunt more than I did with, with them yeah. being, you know, victims of this. Um, and and it, each... Each male, because she only picks up men, each oh. male emerges, there's almost, it's almost like she's the judge yeah. in some way, right. in a way that even she doesn't necessarily understand because she's, she's really judging them 
how how ripe they are. Right. How and how easily she can she could make the kill. Yeah. And get away with it. But we're, we're almost feeling position so that no one would miss them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and, but we're almost there's almost a moral judgment to them where yeah. whereby um, almost everybody she picks up has. You know, they, they're they're jobless. They're between jobs. They're mm-hmm. they're wanderers. These are the kind of people that that can go missing easily. Right, right. The, the every, it's almost like every point we're presented with is is this the kind of man that's good enough? Uh, no, no, right. no, no kind of man is good enough. I mean, and some of them do survive, but right, um, right. but but no kind of man is presented as a worthy I kept thinking, is this going to be? Is the, are we going to meet the worthy man who she says no? I'm. I'm going to let you go. Oh, how interesting. But, but it never you, came to that, which I, I thought all the better of the book for not yeah, I never even to that. I never right. even expected that. I, right. the, for me, it was, it was obvious from the, from the get-go that she was not interested in what was inside them. No. She was interested in their physical attributes and if they would be missed. Yeah. So that they could continue getting away with what Absolutely. they Absolutely. But, I mean, there, there, was, there was... But, but reading it as a subtext of, oh. you know, as, as, a, as a human being, a human in, in our terms, <laughs> you know, what, what kind of... What kind of uh, person are we? Can we accept is going to be killed in a, in a work of fiction, well, and still and still sympathise with the the murderer? Mm-hmm. And I found myself sympathising with her throughout. Oh yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Well, and and also in kind of like uh, her her species cultivating this planet is this kind of covert slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like so these people are not going to be missed, so that's convenient for us because we can remain hidden. But also. Yeah, they're not necessary for the functioning of the biota on this planet. Yeah. This, like, social ecology is not going to miss them. We kind of, we like this lustrous, mossy overgrowth of these animals pretending to be civilized, right. you know. Which is where the book is almost uh, just saying the, these people are uh, of the underclass. These are the people that do go missing and die, and people do not cry. Now, I don't know if she, it was in her words, or I read some of the reader's guide questions in the back. And they were talking about the hitchhikers that she um, successfully, you know, gets uh-huh. as being the types of people who are pushed to the edges of our society uh-huh. so that they can be more easily culled. Mm-hmm. I think she says that, and I think it's repeated in the back. Uh-huh. And that's the idea. It's like the people who's on the sidewalk, obviously, you know, well, the only one she picked up who was really mentally, seemed mentally unbalanced was mm-hmm. the, the one that she right. had to murder. But... Right. Um, and not keep. <laughs> well, you know, it, and it, but it, it's interesting that, um, I mean, she is, you know, providing meat for like some kind of alien aristocracy mm-hmm. or something, and and it's not meat that sustains the these these creatures. It's it's a delicacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not a need, right? Um, and but the finest meat, it doesn't depend on these people being like cultivated people. It's not like. What no. we would consider to be the finest humans will, you know, like make the finest dishes. You know, right? They didn't have the best diet. Right? Yeah. Oh, no, they no. Kept in, <laughs> no, they kept them for a month to and, right. um, rid them but, of. But, but, but even before, before she up. doesn't pick up the right. the finest people on planet Earth. She right. picks up, you know, Rubbish. an Physical underclass right. people who, you know, within loose standards, eat fried food, musculature. Mm-hmm. What were we going to say? <laughs> Oh, that I was wondering, did I miss the part where they were particularly, they, they found Vatsal penises to be a delicacy? Or was no. that? No. Well, I didn't because, remember that. Well, that was the dream. I would know. I was just checking because, <laughs> because earlier in the book, uh-huh. well, a part that I did notice, yeah. because I went back and I just refreshed my memory after I finished the book, I reread some parts. Uh-huh. And I there was one part earlier on where we're not sure who, what her deal is or what she is or what she's up to, and she might right. just be a, sex, a oh. strange sexual right. predator. Right. And she mentions the bulge in a guy's trousers. Yeah. And she says, a promising bulge in his trousers. And it's probably mostly testicles. I remember that. And now. then later, I'm like, well, what? Is that just... A signifier of his ripeness as a human, I th- or is yeah. the author tr- pushing it uh, a little bit? No, yeah, no, no, no. I no, I, I think <laughs> it's question. it's the it's the former because they get gelded like as soon as they yes. bring them in, you know. So it's not. I mean, conceivably there could be jars of of vodcel cock, sausages, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, sausage joints. <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. All, I all up and down the A nine, right? Hard to miss in the book. I mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I, I think it just meant that that you know that's the kind of 
beast, the swaggering beast that will make high testosterone. The, the tastiest perhaps. treat, yeah, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. That's a great question, though, because right. I, I thought of that as well. Yeah. I wondered why she cared about the bulge. Yeah. Because it was obvious. All, unfortunately, probably all testicles. Well, maybe she was just thinking about that their testicles were going to be removed, and it just, uh-huh. oh, we're going to lose that part of the animal. Yeah. Right. But, but I'm so glad um, that, uh, like uh, you said, Mark, the, that she didn't have that... Um, you know, breakthrough into finding, you know, into seeing so much yeah. "quote unquote" humanity in one of these creatures right. that you'd spare them on some kind of moral yeah. ground. But the, um, the, the the Star Trek episode ending uh-huh. that would have, yeah, 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 been exactly. Have Here's the lesson. Yeah, yeah. She never the only, one, the only creature that she did that for was uh, the dog right. that was trapped in the van. Right, mm-hmm. in a very quiet way. Yeah, uh-huh. it wasn't an. Epiphany. It wasn't called attention to. She passed by a Hitchhiker on her way there, and you know, just did the thing. It was like, yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and she and she doesn't know if the dog's going to attack her. Yeah, or run I might away. have to murder it. Right. Either way, it'll be fine. Some of, some of the greatest stuff in the book is, is when she betrays her lack of understanding for mm. for humanity, mm. which we see early on when I think the very first hitchhiker is wearing a T-shirt that says ACDC Ball Breaker, mm-hmm. and she has no idea what that could possibly mean. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it might way, be very important as she's worried might, about. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. she yeah. and Armitage Shanks written on the toilet, which right. still means after four years of living here, right. I mean, it's this strange slogan. It, as it, it was to me it, growing up on uh, the toilet. What what does this mean? Is it the brand name of the toilet? Yeah. Um, what does it mean? It's uh, it, I see it every single day. Uh-huh. And the way in which you know, there there are words which you see everywhere and you just accept are there. Right. Yeah. And someone says, what does that mean? And you think, I, I have no idea. Although I have known. to say, there was one point where, I mean, she did say over and over again how she'd learned, you know, that she'd been trained in the language, she'd learned so much of it from TV, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, and so she, that would explain why she had no knowledge of certain bands and things mm-hmm. like that, because it wasn't on the TV programs she watched, because mm-hmm. she just watched the news kind of thing. Well, it was when she was being attacked by that by that um, big bald psychotic hitch, hitchhiker, and um, she couldn't think of a way to to ask him to stop, or you know she couldn't think of a way to appeal to mm-hmm. him. That seemed a little bit specious to me. Like if you have, she had a lot of conversational skill in the cars, in right. trying to sympathize with them. And it just seemed a little like, ah, uh, you're just and, trying yeah. to find a way to bring up this really creepy, cool callback to the word mercy. The word mercy, uh, which she yeah. mispronounces. By saying murky. Which right. was, that was super cool, but I just didn't believe it. It's a, it's a little bit cheap. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, I enjoyed it when it happened, but then, 30 seconds later, I felt a uh. little bit cheated. <laughs> yeah, no, I can, I can so see that. So much television. But yeah. at the same time, I don't feel like she's actually, um, She's doing a pantomime of empathy yeah. with the people in her right. car. Yeah. Her, her understanding is quite thin. Well, and what she's interested in is: is anyone going to miss you when yeah. I when That's I take all you? All she's interested. It's in. also hilariously interesting. She asks them. The, she asks her hitch her, her hitchhikers so point blank. Mm-hmm. So is the family that you were staying with on your way up here expecting you on the way back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if she wasn't a diminutive right. little woman, th- like. If it was, you know, the other way around, right. that would creep you out. You would right. be like, "Is somebody going to miss me?" Like you would think of it, but she, she doesn't have to worry about but it with any of these guys. It doesn't seem where to ever phase the, them. The brilliant every single scene with a hitchhiker is a brilliant setup because there is something at stake. There is danger, and and as we begin to understand the danger that the the hitchhikers are in, we're aware of her danger as well. But it's such a precarious. Uh, interaction anyway in the yeah. real world it really is mm. two complete strangers one doing a favor for somebody else maybe uh, it, it's a brilliant dynamic to, for the same scene you, i well, mean i would be happy if this book was just um the, that scene over and over right. again well, with different different hitches well, because kind of it is. Oh. I mean, a lot of it well, take, I, out, take but, out 50 right. pages in the middle I yeah. Think. Well, but, well, yeah what i like about what happens outside and what it does to those scenes is that um 
knowing that whoever gets into that car with her, if they are convenient and if they pass muster, mm-hmm. they are going to be a gelded, deformed, like biomorphic nightmare, yep. shuddering in like a hole until they're turned into meat and sent into space or whatever. So like this is like whenever someone gets into that car, it's to varying degrees, but yeah, it's the cute little funny looking lady with the big eyes inviting someone who just because of this dynamic is a sexual predator is a potential sexual predator Mm -hmm. into her car and that is always what's going to happen to them they're either harmless or Mm -hmm. they you know useless or that's what's going to happen to them and and uh and so you know i like i i was loving just the Surreal, you know, uh, you know, sort of cosmopolis. The world is happening inside this car, like mm-hmm. you know, feel just when we didn't know what was happening, but when we start to see those glimpses, I just I thought the sci-fi was so delicate because uh, you know it, it got into a pretty abstract space with the actual anatomy of these creatures, and that she's been surgically altered to just pass as like a person puppet if you don't look too closely at any one piece yeah then she'll pass and so her in a car is fine you know and uh but um yes i i just uh i because I, I thought there were like just some deeply you know disquieting um images there and uh and when someone speaks out against them when the prince of uh, Vess Industries, uh, you know, speaks out against what's happening. Um, we get to hear his very sane, rational, you know, um, life-loving arguments through her eyes, and he sounds um, like an effete, naive, you know, slumming. Yeah, uh, she's know. a one-woman killing machine, and uh-huh. the whole planet back there depends on her and her alone, yeah. which also became just a little bit like, if they're that mm-hmm. advanced, if they're that, if they've got all this <laughs> down, why don't they have these outposts all over the world? Uh-huh. Um, you know, uh, you know, but that's, we're suspending our disbelief at this point, I, right? I, I didn't like him. I'm Liz Vess. I didn't like. I thought we got too much of his character. You were jealous and of his of his abundant black fur. <laughs> you were. He you? is. He's the Brad Pitt of this world. Oh no, not Brad. He's not. He's not Brad Pitt. In that, I mean, he's he's as beautiful as a Brad Pitt. But he's a, he's a he's a privileged son of a tycoon. He's he's a Paris Hilton. And he as much as admits that at the end when he says, "Yeah, Any, I'll do anything that will." And annoy she my she father. resents him for that. I felt like her. Um, the writing when she was talking about him turned very teenage mm-hmm. for a long time. It, it just kept coming back to this idea. I hate him. He's rich and privileged. How can he ever understand? And over and over again. He's so beautiful. <laughs> over Silky. and over again. Um, and, it, and it destroyed some of this. It was quite the, immature. The, the, yeah. the careful existential beauty of the first hundred pages mm-hmm. was really challenged by the, her turning into. Uh, well, to, to me, it felt like like um, that was her uh, missing socialite limb. Like to me, it felt like that was reminding us that she was that she had been beautiful and a part of her yeah. feels like she should be with someone like that. Yeah, I just felt, found their beautiful. arguments to be repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, they explained a bit too much about this world to me. Um, the uh, what I want, what I loved was was witnessing what happened to the men that they caught. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, if I could have had that without the the social commentary, that is social commentary. Mm-hmm. You know, right. watching yeah, you, yeah. watching the men turned into me. Yeah, showed the oh, men the first one. It's so much more powerful. Like lunging at her because they recognized her and they were still sort of functioning. Mm-hmm. And then the middle ones who are kind of out of it and drugged yeah. up, and then the end ones who are just These fattened. puffed up. Just overdrugged, yeah. you know. We the 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 meat industry stuff is it all speaks for itself. Um, her um, her role as a woman in a unique position as a woman in which she has a certain she has certain privileges because she um, can pass as a female human and also is is a slave because of that very reason. All of that stuff spoke for itself to me. Yeah, this guy, this character coming in. And explaining things, I I didn't need that, and and especially when um, it was set up, for, she's going to hate this guy. In it's such an ob- it's so obvious that he's he's not going to be everything he seems, and and then he was not what he seemed to me in a way that seemed completely uh, by the book. 
Mm. Uh, in, and where where so much care had been taken elsewhere, the, like I said, the language early on is it was very precise. Mm. And there's a point where during their arguments, um, it felt hurried mm. um, in a way that just I felt a little bit let down. The, the way that the way the book came back towards the end was fu- the tone. Uh, was was far more in keeping with what I enjoyed well, early on. And and something that I was thinking about when you were um, just talking about this, the um, the vision of what was lo- life was on another planet, I think came through in a beautiful way when he was talking about. Yeah. There's in, there's infinite sky. You can always see the stars. Right, like what they, they talk about. Have. Absolutely. They talk about bodies of water that stretch for <laughs> a mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and that. The description of rain as, as if there was a sea in the yeah, sky. Yeah, a sea in the sky. And she's yeah. like, I thought the same thing. And his fear when he saw the snow clouds coming, she knew what was going to happen. But he's right. like, these are like toxic fumes on right. our other planet that mm-hmm. would, and that even the elite would have to go underground because right. it, they were so the chemicals were so bad. And he was afraid when he saw the snow start. He flinched when right. the snow touched him. And that was cool. And it and again, it, it brought back some of the care that you're talking about, Mark, that was at the beginning mm-hmm. of the book. There were lots of passages where she noted the mist on the fields and the, oh, yeah. and, the and she described. There's She's beautiful description in this, in this, yeah, whole in this wondrous oh, way, mm-hmm. but yeah. that almost completely disappeared in the middle of the book and didn't come back till the end. Uh-huh. And that felt a little. I like the idea of him hanging over them more than his arrival. The threat of his arrival was was great. What it was doing to the people, um, uh, painting wait. the house all new. And yeah. Pro- the the meat they prepare mm-hmm. for oh, yeah. his arrival, uh, all of that stuff was fantastic. Um, I totally agree that it was not the best part of the book, but I really, I thought it was really interesting his Amosvez's perspective as being part of the privileged upper mm-hmm. class that he didn't have very much suffering in his life except for maybe being annoyed by his father. Or like you know whatever the particular sufferings of the privileged are, you know they're. And we they're don't not, we don't know. I mean, we don't he, know. He suggested he, he had some, yeah. which which but, he may have, but we don't. But you and of course everybody has some. Yeah. But but he had that sort of jump where he could em- empathize with Vodsels, mm-hmm. but not with the employees of his own company Absolutely. at the farm, yeah. which says a lot. It's like elite. Humans, yes, t- caring about um, animals, like devoting all their life to 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 saving um, wild dogs, feral or, cats. or the children in other saying, countries, or exactly. anything like that, right. and not taking care of the mentally ill in their own community, which yeah. is like where these things start. And mm-hmm. she's a little bit like that too, because her first act of mercy was toward a dog, mm-hmm. not not toward a vodzel. Yeah. Right. And I mean, there are other reasons for that. Well, Maybe first and last. The, she yeah. thought yeah. about it. Her last was it Pennington? She thought about the last guy. Yeah, he the almost the thing the thought the considering the considering their consciousness, it got through to her a little mm-hmm. bit. It mm-hmm. it influenced her. It wasn't that she was con, converted or anything, wow. but you could tell it it had changed her, like confused her mind a little right. bit. See, I mean, the interesting thing to me is she it, she is in. A better position than any one of the other humans in the book to judge the consciousness of the Vodsels. and and I think that she does have empathy. I mean, I maybe I'm just p- putting too much on her. I think she does Your understand. Anthropomorphizing. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I think she does understand the psychology of, of humanity better than she wants to admit. That's what I, also- I thought she was. She was. She was arguing against against. Uh, verse in this way that um, it was it was like she knew that in some way he was right but he couldn't understand how right yes. he was it, but it's also the other part of the situation her life was nothing but suffering which is far so, more important to her than, than what he's saying well, which that, as, it, like, as it is so yeah. like, but I mean that yeah. she would inflict suffering on other beings there has been nothing but suffering in her life yeah. like suffering and like pain suffering and Suffering and being enslaved mm-hmm. well, and being, like, and that and that like, is life. It and didn't she, contrast to her. Well, and she seemed to have some kind of bubble where she was kind of this darling of the elite, and yeah. she could traffic socially. But she wasn't like one of them. She had right. to. No. She had to make the quote grade like everybody else did. Right. Yeah. Um, right. When she reached a certain age, something was going to happen to her. Right. Not something good. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think her kind of flirtations with empathy. You know, I mean, the thing with the dog seems to be a decisive act, but when it, she gets 
close to actually feeling close with um, with one of these animals, the people, they... Um, the Vatsals. The Vatsals. Um, there's, uh, it, it's, um, yes, there's uh, um, a way in which uh, it's, uh, it's an affectation or it's, uh, it's camouflage. Right. We, we never truly understand how much she does understand about um, uh, the Vatsals. But, but well, what's interesting is her experience is uh, one that we can relate to as readers. She's right. so close to... Um, the Vodsals. She's well, so close I, to I, us. I feel like her ethic is primal in that whenever, like, one of the Vodsals brings his, uh, like, a bunch of human problems into the car with him, like, there's this sort of hippie-ish guy who's going through all this interior debate about whether he should, you know, like, make a remark about what she's wearing and all the, you know, kind of charged male-female the, the, subtexts of mm-hmm. any kind of conversation between a man and, you know, two strangers in a car. And um, and she she doesn't, she does she barely assesses him. She thinks he does not speaking because he doesn't want to speak. She's, oh. what's great at that point, yeah, he, he spends, he has one of the longest <laughs> monologues where yeah. he's, He's going through all the possible options of things that he might say uh-huh. um, to try and calm yeah. her down, yeah. and that, which um, I thought was a great observation on how um, men who perceive themselves to be sensitive to women mm. in the 21st century might think, you know, how do I how do I show this woman that I am sensitive to the feminist struggle? Right. How do I how do I do this <laughs> without sounding like a dick? Yeah, and, and he couldn't think of anything and, and, to but say, yeah. and she thinks he's not going to say anything. Well, and, rea- and also, I mean, real life is driving, and real life is bored, and real life is hungry, and so it shuts you off in yeah. the middle of your all your all of that yeah. feelings. Interesting. Yeah. It was. I'm sorry. Okay. It was perhaps a little bit missing how much of a to really get a feeling for how much of a superior culture the humans, uh, you know, of Isserly and her mm. and the farm and oh, the other planet. Like mm. there was one paragraph where they said the Vodsals had no concept of, and then there were these other 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 yeah. language yeah. words. Yeah. Right. And uh, but they never explained what any of those like were. Any indication that. of their yeah. higher culture. Like, well, and that that like it couldn't. Th- those things could not even be translated into to us uh, as yeah. Vodsals <laughs> reading the book. Yeah, we, could we couldn't understand. understand. Yeah. And that those were the most important things in life. However, and, yes. I, I agree. When I first read it, uh-huh. I took that from it, and it felt really cool. Uh-huh. By the end of the book, though, the payoff to that wasn't there. I didn't feel like they had uh, a culture that was incomprehensible. They seem to act just like people. Exactly. To me, at that point, one of those is Nutella, one of them is... You know, love. go-karts, and one of them is love. <laughs> they're all, and, they're and all it, things that we, yeah. And that, and, that was the interesting part and to so me. Well, it was just, it was banal. Their and superiority it, isn't apparent. Exactly. And, and, and in fact, it's was just not, was... We're two well, cultures I, I think, that might actually be far more compatible than, than we realize. Maybe realized. they're farther if along. They've destroyed their planet. We just can't find the words to express. Yeah. And that's what it yeah. comes... This book, it's a book about communication not 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 working. Well, but I think... As all the best books are. But there's... Superiority is apparent in the fact um, of their relative superiority to us in that we are their meat. And they have space travel and they're in yeah, that, yeah. They're eating us. Yeah, and like that's anything that successfully eats Earth, us that's, is superior that's to that's us. The, and but, but also, I like that it suggested it's not just in planet Earth, that that's what mm-hmm, life is. Mm-hmm. And this idea that that is a like a human construct, that we ha- we're evolving beyond that towards some place where we will be worthy of loving understanding with uh, like a race of like Buddhists with big black eyes I love that this book says fuck you to that mm-hmm. um, you know mm-hmm. that gorgeous we, but um, we uh, conquer think, and we eat yeah <laughs> that's, I mean that's that's what empires are. Yeah, well, and it made me think of uh, that, like Stephen Hawking, what when his communication to like the Royal League of Astronomers or whatever. Um, basically, him wanting to dispel the kind of romance of alien contact, and that mm-hmm. everything that we know about life suggests that that's the worst thing that could possibly happen to this planet. <laughs> Is that, that's what he did. Yeah. That's what he, he said to them. How they react. Um, I think, oh, just they gave him a cookie or something. That was so articulate. I, but I it completely got um, across what you yeah. were saying. Uh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Right. It's like, like the Twilight chill. Zone episode to mm. serve man. Right. Yes. That exactly. <laughs> Spoiler it totally alert. Is. To serve man. It's a cookbook. Oh, that's where they put them in the, in the Under the skin shit. is a cookbook. Yes. To serve well, man. Right. Under the skin, uh-huh. you know, um, under the skin of the planet is right. where they have to retreat to and live. Uh-huh. Where all the nefarious doings are happening right, in right, this right. book. And, and uh, yes, and, and uh, Vess's suggestion that, you know, what's important is who we are under the skin, despite how we've been violently, surgically altered to become better hunters, to yeah. feed... Is, Never uh, has that that cliche felt more untrue. Yeah. Under the skin, we're all the same. Yeah. We're all we're all a massive confusion uh, and yeah, inarticulate. Because those 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 men of her race under the farm mm. were like animals to her. Mm. I, that, mean, that, I love those characters yeah. because um, she sees in them. Um, I love the way in which she feels aggression towards them, mm-hmm. um, and. It's never completely clear why. Every 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 interaction is filled with this resentment from her, which, w- with her position in mind, you can completely understand. Uh-huh. With what's happened to her, you can completely understand. But but it it like so many things in life. She is not dealing with the people who did this to her. Right. She's dealing with these other. Right. Kind of just buffoons well, around her. Isn't that the who class to represent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's they the are. class below her. It's um, like kissing. And like, she does talk about having revenge on this. The, the surgeons, surgeons, but not so. the people in the in charge. Right, of right which is right. which is. I mean that, and that summed up the kind of class warfare beautifully. I mm-hmm. thought it summed up um, um, sexual politics really well as well. Uh-huh. In, in in which. They could have had some kind of solidarity. They could have really looked after each other, but but couldn't ever come to be thinking about the same things because her experience was so different to theirs. What she was being asked to do was so different. And again, she's and she privileged, but it, she's also suffering. And she in could a way. only do it because she was a woman, because she was the exactly. bait. Yeah. She was how to get these guys in the car, yeah. and a guy couldn't do it as effectively. Couldn't, couldn't find things out about them and disarm them as effectively. And like you were saying, it, it, she's this puny little woman and they would just say yeah. things. They're not her. threatened by her. They so don't she even could think say, it. is anyone going to be seeing you? Is anyone going to be missing you after I kill you? Right. And they would say, nope, not a person. because no, in his mind, he's like, yeah. I never thought it would happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> Dear penthouse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did read like yeah. that a lot of maybe we can find a lay by uh-huh. somewhere quiet lay by <laughs> um, yeah. but uh, the uh, uh, beautiful p- explosions of poetry in the prose I thought mm-hmm. there's uh, there's a lot of scorched potato slivers scorched potato slivers <laughs> oh, oh well, potato chips yeah <laughs> well and, the, and that's uh, and it doesn't doesn't it say that the um, that the lower class laborers in uh, in in the uh, the terraces that they eat kind of a like reject yeah overcooked version of of the meats cast off from you know the you mean in the estates yeah yeah so it's yeah. like Oscar Mayer flavor you know? they yeah. put a flavor uh-huh. like it's, an essence of it in right. a some other starch thing or something right. I remember what yeah. it was right. Right. which is like hot pockets something. isn't it yeah yeah basically yeah. or the yeah. or the you know crisp chicken burrito that made her or bark. chicken nuggets yeah okay. uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah yes you're describing the wasteland um with my uh, small intestine um, <laughs> but uh um so uh yes uh there's a film coming out oh I can't wait yeah yes. so um, I'm so excited about the movie yes were you aware of this uh, Kate Fanker I try to come to the, reading a book without a lot of preconceptions yeah. but I could not blind myself to the banner across the cover of the books right. and now, now a, major a major motion, motion picture. picture yes and so I was very aware of it the whole time mm-hmm. and I felt like it was written with that in mind and maybe if it was an, not written with that in mind well it was just amazingly appropriate uh-huh. for a motion picture it has exactly the right amount of content uh-huh. you, usually a novel has to be you know you have to choose part of it to right. illustrate this has some this has a lot i mean this you can tell this whole story in a movie mm-hmm. and i felt with the the main character 
can be conveyed with prosthetics and makeup on a human actor. Uh, the other the hitchhikers, humans. All this beautiful scenery on uh, the road, mm-hmm, great right. for a movie. Right. Then there's some great computer-generated imagery special effects scenes with our alien friends, our alien human <laughs> friends, friends on the farm. Just questions. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll be interested <laughs> to know, Kate Hanger, yes, uh-huh. that yes. this movie has been 10 years in the making, mm. and it's gone through several different versions. Really? I don't yes. know anything about the it. Min- the middle version, which was like what you're describing a big production with a lot of cgi Uh and explosions that's figurative Uh and like the um, first draft of goodwill hunting (laughs) seriously yeah Yeah. it's not hunting in it and um you know there's the madeline and there's the explosion um and it finally got pared down to what is essentially what Mark was talking about at the outset, which is focused on this main character yes. and her interactions with people. And it was filmed realistically, meaning Scarlett Johansson drove around in a van with a bunch of guys. Oh, in the that's back what you were talking about! With uh, cameras, mm-hmm, right. and she picked up guys. Uh-huh. Wow. And she, Scarlett and asked them questions like, Do you think real I'm people. attractive? Yeah. Real people. And the ones, and then afterwards, the, they revealed this to these real people. People she had picked up. They asked, and the ones they asked them for permission. Uh-huh. The ones that gave permission, they had signed releases, and they are in the movie. Those things are the movie. That's so it's so like a prank. And they just sat in the back of the van, apparently, and let her drive around uh, Scotland. It sounds like they filmed um, within the city more. Than, than the book. It's the countryside the as well, yeah. The book is completely countryside, wrong. yeah. Um, um, well, but it made me it made me curious just seeing the trailer, which looks compelling, and it looks like it's taking kind of a like an art film route to yeah. the special effect. Yeah. If Scarlett Johansson is yes. playing Isserly, it is loosely based. On oh right, the book yeah. because right. she is one freaky little character. I mean, that yeah. Isserly is, and yes. Scarlett Johansson. There's. Not you couldn't possibly do enough damage to her to make her look anything. I like hope they do damage to her. I mean, uh-huh. just just aesthetically. Yeah, I, I but want I mean, how are they going to make her nose this, this brace up her yes. back? Yes, yeah. how her? Yeah, I mean, like, it doesn't look like that from what I've seen. No, they want her. They want her to look. She looks. She good looks. To look at. She looks odd. Uh huh. Right. But she looks beautiful. Yeah. Does she have the big glasses? No. I don't know how they would do the eyes realistically. I mean, the the way the eyes are described in the book, they are huge, like big... Alien well, that she has eyes. to wear these ridiculous bifocals to make the to size hide of her eyes. eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 to make it look like they're magnified. Yeah. But, then, but I thought it was amazing. This is why I was sort of suspicious that maybe it was written with the movie in mind. Mm-hmm. Because she had fluffy, he emphasized the fluffy right. hair, which is perfect for covering the sides yes. of your yeah, glasses yeah. so that she you can't actually hair. see in. And that's actually plausible. You can have big <laughs> enough glasses and fluffy hair on the sides and no one in the back of the car could see in there. Yeah. Kate's, was, Kate's mime of that was... was we can do an art art house version of Under the Skin right here. Oh, right oh my god. I thought yeah. he was being really practical in designing the story <laughs> so that it would give all these different aspects, but pretty but be fairly practical in the majority of the story. As I can see how exciting it. this idea was for you. Yeah, I really thought about it well, the whole time. Know, but and I as something I was experiencing reading this with just having seen that trailer, but just a vague kind of idea of its of its uh, cinemagic qualities, if you will, like the way that we make fifty different movies of whatever book we're reading mm-hmm. as we pass through it, mm-hmm. and how it's a cartoon for a few sentences, mm-hmm. and then we're flashing back to something else, and then that person, that character, suddenly someone we know but with a wig on, and mm-hmm. how it shifts and mutates like that, and how um, I can't any special effect that they made to make an authentic recreation of this character would look stupid. In the same way that superhero movies will always bump up against the fact that people have ears and they need to move their necks, like if they're going to be fighting all the time, mm-hmm. and like and and the fact that like you know never mind her if they were to even touch on what she really was, if they were even t- to touch on those hideous mutations down there, which I, I feel like they you know they have to to uh, to make those car scenes extra sexy. Um, 
anything they come up with is it's going to be either an ingenious evasion or a goofy piece of CGI. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, I was I was wonders, anticipating goofy CGI, yeah, but I was just you know they're. That's what they do. So. Well, I'm glad, you know, for anything that, you know, if it's an act of love and someone, like, was possessed by this book and they had to That's make cinema it out of it. Like. Totally. And, and then that draws interest and to the book and we're here talking about I, it. I'm yeah. the, the, actually, um, faithful adaptations are one of the worst oh, yeah. things. Yeah. The curse right. on cinema Indeed. are the, the, the tasteful uh, well, adaptations. Well, no, they're talking about this director as the possible heir to to Kubrick. Uh And, um, you know, case in point, um, The Shining, the faithful... Clockwork Orange. uh, The faithful... Exactly. Clockwork Orange. Fantastic. The faithful adaptation of The Shining doesn't hold a candle to Kubrick's complete reimagination. Yeah. You have to own it. Well, yeah. It gives it raw material. Absolutely. Right. And I think the act of casting Scarlett Johansson and putting her in a van in Scotland, that's, that's alien. Yeah. Let's take this uh, internationally known superstar mm-hmm. and put her with real people right. and just see how they react. Right. That in itself Well, the fact really that she was game to do that, total fan of that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah, no, impressed right. with her. Apparently really she, was, she was picking, picking the route. She was driving around. Mm-hmm. She was... Um, they had a, a bodyguard wow. and uh, some other big guys in a car behind this van right. in case they Just had to case, jump right. out and get out of trouble, and they never had to. Yeah, nice. She's got a certain cold command. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating, um, but she ain't going to be mm-hmm. the monster woman in this book. Yeah. Israeli no. is a beautiful... No. Um, twisted. fascinating character in many, twisted Tw- in, in every sense of the word in every yeah. sense of the word yes um, I love the scene where um, where she had to murder the guy uh-huh. she gets back in the car realizes one of her fingernails yeah. is chipped and then and has, so to, has go to go back because that's find alien it. DNA that's, in not, a corpse or not just DNA from his, right, it could be some material right. some yeah, yeah, alien yeah. silicone you right, know whatever right, right, right. yeah pull it from his brain where uh-huh. she stuck her fingers <laughs> and and I just love that little detail. Yeah. That's the like yeah, murder the, mystery the, stuff. Um, yeah, right, right. The, the imagery is fantastic. Yeah. This well, is where I, I was. If it, if it could have just been a bit more stripped down to these details, uh-huh, right. um, sometimes her psychology was so clear to me that I didn't need the explanation. the explanations right. that felt a little gratuitous. Um, but but that, that's a taste of mine that I've I've seen again and again. Sure, so. sure. Um, but those. Uh, those beautiful ways in which there seem to be camera jumps in the uh, in the text, because mm-hmm. I could definitely I could see that scene with her being menaced uh, by the church, and uh, and how it looks like this harrowing kind of long shot. Like we don't want to get too close mm-hmm. to this to what's about to happen here. But then there are all the specifics, the the gristle of the orifice that she's left with, like mm-hmm. trying to coax him into okay, well, fine, rape this. You know, just and then, but the fact that her her limbs become distended and they, uh, and work all these extra three, joints, their natural three hundred sixty degree, right, yes, awesome. that she can swim all around. <laughs> so, like, that it becomes this. I'm just still picturing this as this brutal uh, long shot, and the, and just this 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 horrific yeah. explosion into alienness, and then just the gouging. If and then, that's the only effect we see in the film, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hope we get yeah. to see that. Yeah, I would love to uh-huh. see that in yeah. the film. Yeah, yeah. From, a, from a distance, though, you're uh-huh. right. And then the close up shot that shows the joint moving around that right. you know was made with a hand bone and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, and you know, we uh, spoke at the beginning about it being a social uh, a polemic in some sense, and uh, and my my fear going in was that it would be more of one. And something that I love is that it gives us kind of proxy characters who are maybe not as fleshed out as Cecilia herself or some of the more interesting hitchers, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people who are, you know, like this is a human being talking about man, woman, sexual dynamics uh-huh. Uh-huh. and the, the trials of conversation. And and here's the prince talking about meat is murder. And, you know, um, but everyone is just allowed to get in their soapbox for a second and they are knocked aside in the velocity and desperation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, no, uh, no viewpoint ever yeah. seems like the one you want to stand up and applaud. Yeah. They all it's, seemed like a tired rant. It's very and, uh, personal. Yeah. It's, uh-huh. it's yeah. about her internal life. Right. Yeah. And like what you were saying, Mark, at the beginning, it's about this woman and, and 
um, it, and it begins and it ends that way. It's about her it's about internal her. decisions, and, and they're never. If there's no black and white about it, she's surrounded by men who are telling her how the world works. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's the the Scotsman who thinks that the <laughs> the, Europe, the Europeans are, you know, the, the the EU, Brussels. This is what's ruining the world. Mm-hmm. You know, or the rich are what's ruining the world. Yeah, and how My wife is what's I'm ruining the world. Struggling to understand how little green vegetables could be ruining the world. Yeah, and and so which is which is so true. It's it's she's misunderstanding, but it's also nonsense. Exactly, either one makes just as much sense. Right, and and it's and it's not only that they're telling her how the world works; it's their whole world hinges on her hunt for their meat. Mm -hmm. You know that it's like. I just love that she's the only person doing this. Me too. Oh, and then the hints towards the end. Uh, she says a couple of times, and then it would be all over. Right. And then I'm through. And then I'm finished. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when they say, oh, they're going to be asking for 20% more. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, really? Yeah. And then um, they're going to send somebody else. Oh, really? Oh, by the way, could you get us a female vodsel with intact eggs? Oh, really? Now they're yeah. trying to breed me out of a job. You know, like, yeah. it's these vague little threats of, of, of how things are ch- going to change right. her world. Right. In a way that's brilliant, because she she ultimately wants the world to change because she's a victim of it. Mm. But change is scary, and, mm. I, and that is a great observation mm. of, of humanity right totally. there. We are all victims of our own... Totally. Uh, weaknesses and would and want things to change, that. but are not. Yeah. But we're not brave enough. Yeah. To, like change scares us. Yeah, and she did. I we'd mean, we'd she, rather quietly complain about the world she didn't in which we're in. Go back to to the um, farm. You know, she was on her way to change. We think maybe we don't know, of. but that's what's great about that ending. Because her her enslavement mm. was her freedom. Mm. Like, Absolutely, that I, job and having that those parameters and being out on her own. Like even though she was enslaved, she was also free. And you know what? Like... I bet Scarlett Johansson feels the same way about being a film star. Uh-huh. Right. I bet she does. Right. Right. Her enslavement is her freedom. Uh-huh. Let's right. call that one. We'll put it on our scorecard uh-huh. bingo for Scarlett Johansson interviews about this film. Uh-huh. What else would be on there? Uh-huh. Right. Did they ask you to enlarge your breasts? They wouldn't have to. She already has big boobs. Did they? Yes. Did they ask you to? Um, you know, get Have reverse pleasure. engineered into some kind of lemur. Okay, well, that one will be in the, cent- that will be in the center square. Okay. <laughs> I'm just curious, how sophisticated did they get with the surgery? But, um, yeah, you could ask that of, of anyone, I guess. Um, so, uh, any uh, any closing thoughts on uh, Under the Skin? Anything that uh, I really enjoyed this book. Yeah. I, I found... Um, deep flaws in it by the time I was done mm-hmm. uh, when I the beginning of reading it the first third of the book I just you know loved 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 uh-huh. and then I agree it, it did sort of bog down although I enjoyed the descriptions of, of the other culture and what was going to be happening mm-hmm. um, what ha- you know a little opening up what was happening underground and that sort of thing mm-hmm. but um, the the immaturity of her relationship with um, uh, Vess uh-huh. Amless Vess got a little tiresome it was like i love him i I love him i hate him i love him i hate him i love him i hate him yeah she's a pretty hardcore individual right it's a little strange it it felt just a little too easy and and um don't we all have a little tiny teenage girl inside of us you got to play devils in the details just gotta like serve it Uh just right yeah (laughs) i agree i you know Hmm. she's got a pining teenage girl inside of her because she ate her for dinner yeah just kidding Uh uh-huh Nice um, Christy impression. She liked the killing. <laughs> I miss her. Yes. Um, yeah. She liked the killing. She liked it yeah. a lot. Right. Oh, oh, did she? Before we end, I did this last time too, and I'm so sorry. Oh, yes. I had a question. Yes. So at the beginning of the book, yeah. when the first killing happened, and possibly the second, but definitely the first, she lost consciousness. She was put into an altered state by this thing that she was doing. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Um, she, she when she, she came saw to again from above the car. Yeah, and when she right. came to again, she would you know her hands were clenched on the wheel. He yeah. was on her shoulder, and she's like, yeah. "Oh, that must have happened." Right. And it doesn't happen any. It, but it, she she marks she marks it. She says, "Oh, I didn't feel anything." Well, I doesn't thought, it? But I doesn't it happen again when she gets into the car accident later on? Possibly. She talks about it. She said she lost consciousness for a minute. Right. Yeah. But 
what I'm saying is that all yeah. the all the guys in between that didn't happen again. Right. It suggested a, a sexual or a spiritual release oh. that then, through repetition, to me, uh, it seemed like it became, it. no, this is my job. Right, right, right. Um, Interesting. Um, but she went seeking that release when she went down to see the harvesting... Uh, under right. the farm. Right, right, right. Mm. True enough, true enough. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, when it first happened, I felt, to me, it felt like it was already suggesting this, she's been doing this forever, she's going to be doing this forever, she's this huntress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but something happened. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it seemed to be some, like, very abstract kind of, like, call to adventure, but then I, I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, well, I and had then, two yeah, ones who were just... Right. It, it, um, it seemed like that was usual, though. Uh, like, at the, right. the first one she describes, like, like what always happened is... Right, right. Do you remember? I, I'm just yeah. a little confused as... Yeah, yeah. It, what, what well, might... it, it could be a criticism that there are, early on, there are lots of Suggestions of mystery that are then not quite uh-huh. explained. Uh-huh. I, I think a lot yeah. of those early suggestions are, are really good. Yeah, me too. The way in which the word vodsal slips in. Right. And to the vernacular. Ikpathua. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the one that slips in first. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like, what did, did I miss something? Oh, whatever. I'll just yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I but supposed to know what that is? <laughs> yeah, and, and the vods, the first time vodsal is used, mm-hmm. I think, is when she's watching the TV. Right. And a vodsal chef. And I thought, what's yeah. a vodsal chef? Yeah. Someone um, who cooks vodka. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a chef. I wouldn't yeah. know. But but it was. It's interesting that the first the first use of the word vodka is chef. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, huh. Yes, I was uh, w- once. I, I was a, a bit into it. I was a little disappointed that the um, that the car itself wasn't some kind of carapace, and that she wasn't <laughs> like kind of digesting them or like because you know, she did say the things that the were in the back. Things. Something right. yeah. mysterious yeah, yeah. was him in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. were lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it, although a lot of times when those things are explained, it's a disappointment. So no, yeah. true enough. Yeah, yeah. no, I give yeah. me something that's just pregnant with possibilities that you know. I mean, it exhausts them. That's what a plot is. You're exhausting all the yeah. you know. Crossroads. She can't get pregnant. They took out her her um, right. uterus when they so severed her spine. No sequel, sadly. Sorry. Under I, the skin again. Uh, <laughs> deeper <laughs> under the skin. Um, but uh, okay. Um, and what about? Yes. Kate, do you have any closing thoughts? What would you tell Didn't someone? Did I interject enough already? Oh, I get well, I think so. Yeah, I suppose. Okay, well, any anything to... What would someone wants to read this? What would you say to them? <laughs> that was good. Yeah. yeah. Don't tell them anything. Stand in mute, Tara. Hold the right. book out for them. Yes. Covering up the now Stop major talking motion and start shaking. Strike. Yes. Wow. It was a great. It was a great. I did not know what to say. <laughs> yeah, no, it, was it was a great physical was representation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I would. Everything I would read the book if you did that. Right. To me. You know, and if, if we if we get more and more charming, all of us, then we will will have the resources to um to have a video component where yeah. we can we can have a slideshow. Right. And together with the, the thing with the glasses and the, yeah. and the eyes and right, the right, hair. Right. That was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Dancing throughout. Um, oh. Mark. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd rather read a book that's that's brilliantly flawed than than, than polished. And, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, um, it's full of ideas. Yeah. It's full of ideas. Right. Full of ideas. And some delicious imagery. Yeah, yeah. 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 and uh, yeah. it's a great setting. And again, that, that image of, of, of Italy driving a car through the Scottish Highlands uh-huh. with strange surgery... Uh, through yeah. her body is one that uh, I, I could recommend the book for just just to have that over and over absolutely. again. I totally agree. And on, on the way over here, you said something. You said, "Oh, the movie's rated R. Good, good, yeah." And and I asked why you said that, and you said it because an R-rated movie means they're not um, as much inclined to hold things back. Yeah. And what you said was. Is it because of the sex or the violence? Well, no, I realized afterwards... something about... Me. <laughs> I, I, I realized afterwards because the question didn't... didn't it's an relevant. erotic book in a certain way. Breasts um, figure prominently in this book. It it's almost, also it, gross it, slaughtering. Well, it makes yeah. bait out of all that stuff. It's yeah, like exactly. it has all those signifiers, yeah. but they don't fit there's together. Of, there's not, yeah. there's yeah. sweat, there's, uh-huh. there's blood, there's fluid. There's, there's, yeah, it's visceral and biomorphic. Right. Yeah, the whole um, thing is really gristly. Gristly. Under the skin, it's about you know the sorrows of having the body as much as the enticements. And the enticements are traps. And the sorrows are all she knows of reality. 
Nice. Well, then, that's what I would have to say about it. Um, but uh, it's a deeply emotional book, and, uh, you know, and, and Hinks Around the Edges, I'll, I'll agree, in, the, uh, in, in Crush Town, with, uh, with the Prince Charming from Outer Space. But, uh, but basically, um, a Hinks real... in Crush Town. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, right? You know, it happens. Like it. But uh, this mingling of, um, of intimacy and otherness. I, I buy her alienness, mm-hmm. and uh, as yeah. much as I'm connecting with her, because we're all trying, pretending to be real women, aren't we, Jason? Oh, yes, some of us. Yes, some of us succeeding more than others. I knew mm-hmm. the beard was a step in the wrong direction, but I, I just <laughs> no, couldn't no, help no. myself. No, no, no. There's a no? whole lady with the bearded lady it's thing out there for You're right. you. Circuses okay. all around the world. All I ever wanted to do was join the circus. This is what it's about, really, isn't this it? This is the there's, first step. Huh? There's faux facial yeah. hair being applied on RuPaul's Drag Race. All right. Girl, yeah, I'm not doing. I'm so sitting out talking about books. Let's go. Pretty. Let's do it. <laughs> My cats. 2013. Shit, it's 2014. Um, and uh, on that note, on that note, <laughs> on that note, um, this uh, this has been a delightful uh, uh, dissection of uh, Michelle Faber's Under the Skin. Watch for the film coming soon with Scarlett Johansson, and get yourself. Uh, as many copies of this book as you can, dis, uh, dispense them among your nearest, your dearest, your clammiest, and um, and your whammiest. I'm Jason Squamata for Book Circle Online, coming direct from the labyrinthine libraries of Maria Menounos and AfterBuzzTV.com. Um, and uh, joining me in the circle, now as always, there has been... Pat Janowski. Mark Savage. Special guest star. Kate Fanker. Yes. Um, and uh, if you want to uh, reach us, you can uh, friend us on uh, Facebook, uh, Google Hither, Google Yawn, and, uh, and you will find us. So- I'll, be, I'll be under Hither. Hither, yes. Pat Janowski will be under uh, Hither, Hither Tech. And uh, Yon Tech for uh, for Monsieur Sauvage, <laughs> and uh, yes, thank you. Let's keep reading alive. Stay in the circle, and uh, yeah, be be the logos. Thank you very much, and good night. From managing editor Jason Squamata, executive producers Maria Menounos, Phil Svitek, and Kevin Undergaro, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Book Circle Online. For more discussion, go to BookCircleOnline.com. And if you have comments, questions, or book title suggestions, write us at info at bookcircleonline.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this is Book Circle Online. BCO, join the circle.